ladies and gentlemen, welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, featuring the hopefully open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons valiantly staring down the impending process, process, impending process, the current process of their impending entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host. My name is Noah Tarno. I am the founder and senior quiz master of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular, talking to you straight from the city of San Francisco, California, and joining me from very, very far away from damn, damn Amsterdam, it is... Bill Scurry, the founder and proprietor of American Caesar Enterprises. And Noah, I don't know if I've ever felt more irrelevant uh, than prepping for this week's topic. Uh, so what Bill and I do is we we, we pick something that's hot or cool, some temperature level among young people and <laughs> popular. <level. laughs> and Yeah, and we, we, we try to make sense of it on our own and then wonder why it's popular. And God, this is one of these topics that really makes you realize how balkanized our culture has become because this thing is massive. And I didn't know it existed till recently. Had you heard of this? No, of course I ago? didn't hear about it. No, not even right. before you fucking sent me the link for this. And is is the stat correct? Am I missing This is the single highest earning person on YouTube right now? 2018-2019 calendar, yes. Oh, okay. So this is a series phenomenon currently known as Ryan's World. Uh, Ryan's World is a series of videos, a new one posted just about every day, starring eight-year-old Ryan Guan is his real name, but he is known more properly as Ryan Kaji. I guess they use his fake name, but what's the point if his real name is out there everywhere? He is a obviously a child living in the suburbs of Houston, Texas, the son of Xi'an Guan and Loan Guan. I saw that his mom, Loan Guan, is a uh, Vietnamese immigrant, moved here when she was young, or maybe her parents moved here. Anyway, whatever, they're American. When uh, Ryan was very young, like three or four, his parents would shut him up by putting, a, putting YouTube in front of him, and he would watch toy reviews, unboxing videos, which is a topic we looked at previously. In fact, Bill, to prepare for this episode, I re-listened to our unboxing video episode. Ah, very nice. Uh, he would watch these videos, and he would say, Mommy, Mommy, why, why aren't I on YouTube? So they started making videos of him opening toys and they took off. They went viral. And here we are several years later. It was originally called, I don't know if it was called Ryan's Toy Review or Ryan Toys Review. You look at some of those videos, they can't decide what it's called. That's a sign of professionalism. And so in 2015, they started that. He would test new toys. He would play with new toys. Unboxing videos, playing with toys. Uh, one video of him waking up in the morning and there's a giant egg that is labeled with the Cars characters, you know, the Pixar film Cars. And he opens the egg and his wonderment and joy in finding the, the plastic, you know, Taiwan crafted crap in there. The video went viral. It was viewed. It has since been viewed one billion times. 1.9 billion views, Noah. Uh, well, oh my God, we're closing in on two. Eventually it gets big and they shift from Ryan's toy review slash Ryan toys review to Ryan's <laughs> world. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, the semantic, the, wherever the plural. It's funny that that annoys me. Uh, no, that you would bring it up because I, by the way, he at the beginning of the video, he says, welcomes to Ryan Toy Review, which is neither oh, of because, those two things you just mentioned. Uh, it became Ryan's World because there are other videos of him. Like they have these little science. How does a tsunami form? It's Jesus, not that was terrible. high level God. science. And it's, it's basically these little stupid skits of him and his parents and badly made cartoon characters. He is now the number one, oh God, this is an ugly term, kidfluencer Ugh. on social media. 24 million subscribers, thir a total of 36 billion views. Uh, Forbes, yes, named him the highest earning YouTuber 
uh, for both 2019 and 2018. Not, uh, not just the money YouTube gives them. There's now a whole realm of branded toys and clothes and toothbrushes. And Ryan's World, the flamethrower, Noah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ryan's World, the toilet paper. He has a show on Nickelodeon called Ryan's Mystery Playdate. It has become controversial. Not only do parents seem to find it outrageously annoying— this was first brought to my attention via a acquaintance of mine, former coworker of mine named Adam Bulger. He wrote an article for a website called Fatherly, where he interviewed not only parents who find it irritating, but also, you know, child psychology experts. And everyone he talked to seems to hate this. Uh, but there are real problems here. They were pinged by the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, for violating truth and advertising laws because they don't really say these are ads. These companies send them toys. They basically do ads for these toys. Ryan, what did you get? It's a new Hot Wheels mystery car product item device available at your local Walmart. And these toys, are these ads are ads, toys, whatever, videos are for four-year-olds. And kids at that age, they don't even know what a commercial is. They've really been close to shutting them down. There's also been controversy like, are they violating child labor laws by putting this kid in videos every day? Bill, did I leave anything out? No, I don't think you left anything out. By the way, nothing, absolutely nothing is salient about this. And, <laughs> but I'm going to start so off. Why, so good night, folks. See you next time. <laughs> Take a look at our other podcast product, the Vertical Fine family of product yeah. lines. Yeah. I'm not going to do what uh, perhaps I might have done as, 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 as recently as six months ago, three months ago. Obviously, it would be unfair to take a cudgel to this kid, Ryan, who is, in fact, like you said, eight years old, I believe. He was doing these videos as early as four years old. I think he's going to turn nine in 2020. So yeah. I was watching a stretch of videos that go back to 2005. I mean, that, that means he was four years old. It means he was a small boy. 2015. 2015. Sorry, 2015. I can't fault the child for doing what a child does. I don't necessarily think that Ryan Kanji Kaji is as, as cute as everyone thinks he is or is, as he's supposed to be positioned to. But there is something really honest about the, the and innocent about the very first videos he did. And, and the thing is, a kid has no editor. A kid cannot be cynical about any of these things. So it's absolutely true. The joy that he has at doing the giant egg video, as you described, or the unboxing videos. Anyone who's four or five years old and is being given a piece of plastic made is somewhere in Saipan, is, it's, it's like that kid's going to be happy. The hook of the show is based on you watching the innocent glee of this kid. I think that's fantastic. You know, I, I've really come around about children because I'm not a children kid. I'm not a children <laughs> guy. I don't want to be around kids. Not a children guy. I'm not a children guy. But I understand where the imperative that we make kids happy and how even for me, I, I need to be able to create and help to proffer a world where there is as little pain and suffering for, for children as possible. I think all it does is benefit the planet Earth. That kids yep. are are as happy as they can be. Absolutely. I don't want to. I don't want to do it myself. In most cases, ninety nine percent of the case, I don't want to put hands on and fix this. But I want to create a world where children. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, of course. It's, it's you know, I, I, there is. A, I mean, uh, you you have to be beyond cynical to think like the world should do nothing for children. I'm, That's just but no. Ridiculous. There's a strain of American today who's saying I had to pay off my student loans. You should have to pay off yours too. As, as well, a but that's of, not about that's not about children. That's just about bitterness 
of other people having it easier than you. But I, but I think you can go up and down the line and say the kids should grow up with the exact same pain. My dad beat the piss out of me when he was drunk on Budweiser. Therefore, you too should have to go through the same stripes that I did to come up with the same world weariness that I have right now to make you as cynical and as wary of people as I do. And I'm not saying anybody is anybody is outwardly saying children should be treated cruelly, but there is a real sense of Machiavellian allowing of suffering on planet Earth, thinking that it will make it will wipe out the snowflake generation and make harder, harder people. Now, snowflake generation. I know. The snowflake it's, generation is also known as the baby boomers. It's, it's, it's bullshit. Yes, you're totally right. Yes. But but I want. I'm going off topic here. I think that Ryan Kaji as a kid, he's the face of this operation. The cynical part is because you have to focus on his parents. His dad appears less in the videos than his mom, Loan, does. I'm going to jump the rails and say, let's talk about Loan, Loan Nguyen, uh, Loan, uh, uh, what did you say her last name was? I forget. Guan. Their, their, who, their name is Who cares? Is does it matter his, anyway? Yeah, she, <laughs> who cares? Does it matter now? <laughs> All right, deep cover. If you got that reference, tweet at us. We'll give you a prize. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you a hundred dollars. Yeah, so a hundred, a so, hundred. I don't get it. Bucks. Enjoy. <laughs> the mom, who I think is only like thirty-five or so now, yeah. or something like that. There, yeah, no, she's she's thirty-five. Well, from and, an article last year, she's yeah. thirty-five. He's thirty-one. Yes, they're young yes. men. And of course, as you can imagine, they now own like three mansions and all. Sorts yeah. Of shit. Oh yeah. I mean, you read the same part in the Daily Mail. Like, fuck the oh, Daily yeah. Mail. Oh yeah. You sent me that article. <laughs> but the thing is, is that the mom. <laughs> Bill sent me an article shitting all over this family, and then he sent me a screenshot that said comments for this have been disabled. <laughs> and you wrote that was probably a wise decision. <laughs> I mean. The mom saw the kid came and said, why can't I be on YouTube? Which is exactly as you said, Noah, it's true. And the mom, yeah. who was a high school chem teacher, uh, and she had she had a teaching certificate. She had a degree. She had all these things. She was a professional. She decided, I'm quitting my job. She had this, this calculated cynicism, this acumen. I don't know what you call it, but she made this channel into the highest earner on YouTube. Man, I've got to give it up to her. As much as this might disgust me, as much as I th might think that this is in so many ways completely dishonest and disruptive and a bellwether for horrible things, she architected it. And so they own something like, yeah, three McMansions in the, in the Dallas suburbs. And they own one of them Porsche Cayennes. And they bought a fucking warehouse green screen studio space to, to yeah. make these videos full You believe time. that? If you're making $25 million a year and you got to do a new video every day, you yeah. bet your ass you're buying a studio. If the Big Quiz Thing podcast takes off enough that it makes me $25 million a year, I'm buying a fucking studio. No, she's and she's got like one of those Tyler Perry production factories, I'm sure, of people who are cutting, shooting, uh, all these things. You know, people doing posts on this shit, who are doing the graphics. And I have no doubt that there is a small but elite crew of people putting out a drumbeat of videos daily. That is a different thing. But the, the, if you bring in this kid who's innocent, who's, who's again, the glee of watching a four-year-old open up maters and Lightning McQueen toys <laughs> on screen. And that's the one thing. It's like you know that a child is yeah. happy to have those things. But then if you if yeah. you tip in this cynical idea that, well, we have to... I mean, she didn't think it was going to be the number one earner, but, I mean, she came up with an algorithm that somehow... Did she, wait, did she quit her job before she... 
She did not quit her job before it made money. I, that I, would have been I, stupid. She'd be the luckiest human being on right, the face what about, of the what earth. But what about Markiplier? Markiplier quit. He, Markiplier dropped out of college to become a professional to decide, I'm putting all my money into doing these video game things. Yeah, it's but like, a ton of people drop out of college to jerk off all day. Okay, but, but they don't but, have children and they don't have careers. But it's a gamble. It's, it's a fucking gamble. That's what this it is. It is a gamble, but that is a crazy gamble. If you have a child mm-hmm. and a career, you got your teaching certificate and you went to college and you drop out to make YouTube videos. I mean, yes, once she starts seeing that the money's pouring in, fine. She okay, made I, I, a very easy decision. But I'm, I'm speaking. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm splitting hairs here. Did you, you made it sound like she quit the job before she made the first video. I don't know. I don't know. She You're quit right. the job when they were up to a million dollars versus twenty five million. Whatever. This is a stupid discussion. But it, I mean, but it is. It, it's either way. Could you imagine anyone in the in the sound of our vo- within the sound of our voice right now, with, with whatever their jobs are, quitting it for a lark like this for whatever reason? Let's say they were making ten thousand dollars a month doing YouTube. Can you imagine? I don't know anyone who would quit their job. Wait, you're saying someone who makes ten thousand dollars a month making YouTube videos would not quit their job? No, they might. They might. But it's like I think ninety percent of people would. All right. No, I. Uh, what, but what do you think about this? I think this is awful. I think this is bad, 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 <laughs> yeah. bad, bad. I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe I'm forgetting about something. But this might be the worst thing we ever looked at. Um, <laughs> oh, so there's a quote. I really liked this article on Fatherly. The channel's emphasis on novelty-driven consumerism has left many parents ranging from uneasy to annoyed to seething with rage. I mean, there's two broad categories of problems with this. The first one is it's just fucking annoying and it's bad. This kid is not entertaining. Yes, it's not his fault. You can't control your emotions and my emotions are. He makes, for one of very few times in my life, I want to punch a child in the face. And that is not good. <laughs> um, he seems real, but he's not. he doesn't have star power. He's not cute. He's not entertaining. I mean, I guess he's entertaining if he's your friend's kid and he's hanging out and you go visit their house. He's not entertaining enough for like billions of people watching this shit. You know, for some reason, I thought of Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman, so those who don't know, was a, was a child star in the 80s. He was, had a troubled adulthood. He's since passed away. And he uh, was best known for uh, being the star of uh, Different Strokes, a very popular sitcom in the 80s. I really loved when I was a kid. And he was very cute. But, but Different Strokes was basically made as a vehicle for him because he was already famous. He had guest starred on The Jeffersons and a bunch of other sitcoms. And he was just this ridiculously cute child with these big pudgy cheeks, I remember seeing a clip once of him, like on before Different Strokes, before he was a household name, he was on Johnny Carson, and he was charming the shit out of Johnny. TV executives went, "Fuck it, we gotta, we gotta make a sitcom about this kid because this kid, he's got it, he's got the it fat." And they made a bunch of TV movies starring him and all this stuff. And Ryan Kaji has none of that. Two, this shit is evil. Consumer porn is such a good term for this. I didn't quote it. Quote it. Um, the kid is so plastic. It's a Hot Wheels mystery model. You know, the consumerism is just out of control. It's teaching kids all the wrong lessons. And then we get to something I talk about all the time, and this gets at the FTC complaint, that they're blurring the line between entertainment and advertising, and there is no... I mean, look, you could say a four-year-old doesn't understand the difference, and that's salient, but I talked about this many times. In America these days, most adults don't recognize the difference, and we're preying upon that because we are uneducated. We are illiterate. We, we have no media literacy in this country. Nobody knows how to parse an ad. And we're hitting kids at an extremely young age, at an extremely vulnerable point with shit like Ryan's World. I'm going to quote again from Adam Bulger's article. This is him quoting 
Pam Rutledge, the director of Media Psychology Research Center and a psychology faculty member of Fielding Graduate University. Like with all media, it's the job of the parents to provide context for kids. All right, so this is me for now. There's no context here. Kid, sit down, leave me alone. Here's an iPad, go to YouTube. Rather than saying to kids, this is terrible, you shouldn't watch this, say, let's watch this together. And what is it that you like about it? Did you know that Ryan gets paid for showing you that toy? And what does that mean? If he's getting paid, do you think he'd say if he didn't like it? And of course that's what parents should say. How many parents do you think are saying that to kids? Zero. Ryan, what? Ryan, I have a surprise for you. What? Look, look over here. Whoa! What do you see? It's a giant lightning McLean egg! Why is Ryan's world, Ryan's toy reviews, Ryan's mystery playdate. Why do people care about this shit? Why is it so popular? It, it's a simple reason. I, I you know, this, this was, you brought this topic up. I bite onto it like a, a, a big juicy bass with a fish hook in front of him. I'm into that. <laughs> you get me every single time. There's something here to it. But it's simple. And I think that there is a topic we've, or at least a, a, a motif that we've, we've, you know, stumbled upon over and over again in this show. It's to some degree the undiluted joy of every day, all the time, materialism. And I'm not saying this is the one thing I judge a lot of people on how often they wash their hands and whatnot and whether or not they wear <laughs> pocket squares. I get you. But the idea that uh, a kid can be affected by a philosophy of always be buying everything. I get it because I grew up in the in the 80s and there was no joy, no chemical hit as sweet as a new Cobra Commander figure, as a new Megatron yeah. toy. I mean, yeah. there that uh, it is it is a joy. There is some sweet oh my sweet God. hit. Do you I, remember uh, opening presents for me on Hanukkah for you on Christmas? Oh, dude, oh yeah. my god, that's the greatest. With people this age as, as old as his parents are, 35 and 31, they're not too far away from that, where they they grew up in the era of toys that were peddled during cartoons, whether it was Masters of the Universe or Transformers or Thundercats or whatever. And again, I say this as not a victim of it, but as like a champion of it. I mean, I fucking peddle the, the Cobra Commander meme. That's my thing. So if it didn't work, I wouldn't still be doing it at the age of 59. Honestly, it, 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 <laughs> it, it works. Well, if you're going to exaggerate, you need to have an exaggeration that is clear to listeners that you're exaggerating. <laughs> he is not 59. I, too, am a preacher. I am a soapbox tent revivalist preacher who sells the idea of Optimus Prime and, you know, what, whatever the fuck else that you're buying. So it's not that I'm above it, but the idea that you definitely need to keep your kids playing with a fucking bucket and shovel and a sandbox. And this was one of the great points that Bulger made in the in the article, or at least one of the people he asked said that when you buy a Barbie, the whole point of Barbie is that you buy the next Barbie. You're kidding out a world that was created and furnished in front of you, and that there's a logic and a thought and a sensibility that was predetermined. But if you give some kid a silly putty or, again, a, a shovel with a bucket, what they get to do is interact with the world and invent their own rules or no rules or you're interfacing with reality in some way that inspires a different type of play. It's popular in 84 when I was doing it for the same reason it's popular now, is that this kid is a soapbox preacher selling you the idea. 
that you need to go out and buy all the shit. Am I not right about about this as, as another child toys? Yeah, no, we're a consumerist culture and thoroughly so. And, and we've been moving ever more so in that direction for decades now. Consumerism shopping is therapy, which is a horrifying thing to say when you step back. But it really is. Uh, I mean, it's like a drug. And we are a very stressed culture for many reasons. So we turn, you know, the same reason we have an opioid epidemic. Shit sucks comparatively. I mean, yes, in the grand scheme of things, world history, we are we still have it luckier than almost everyone ever. Yeah. But, you know, within our own world, Americans, shit sucks. Life is hard. The promise failed. And we're very stressed and, and we, we escape to consumerism. YouTube makes it easy as well. So life is tough being a parent. You just throw the iPad in front of the kid, watch this shit, and you're basically feeding drugs to them. The video, the the consumer porn, it feeds whatever cortex, whatever, that takes pleasure, right? It's yeah. like the oh, rat yeah. Yeah. hitting the button for the heroin, right? What do they know? <laughs> They're a rat. You can't really trust them. What does a five-year-old know? And then, you know, when people say it's annoying and parents complain about it, part of the reason it's annoying is because it's, we talked about this with all the YouTube people, it's authentic. He doesn't seem like Gary Coleman on Johnny Carson in 1983. He seems like a real kid who you would know, unpolished in his cuteness, and therefore he becomes relatable. But now we're at the problem that like now people have fake friends. They consider Ryan their friend. Instead of having a real friend, it's this kid on fucking YouTube who's paid to be their friend. Welcome to Ryan Toy Reveal. Oh no, it's an alligator! Let's go up, kids. It's so high. Noah, think back to when you were a consumerist, a little whelp who was buying knobs of plastic. Shopkins and the like. <laughs> Would you have liked this topic? As I said yesterday, in preparing for this, I re-listened to our unboxing episode, which was like, I said at the time when you asked me if I would have liked unboxing videos, like opening stuff, I said no. I said, oh, because I was never into gadgets and I didn't care about makeup. But I really didn't stop to think that there can be and there are unboxing videos of everything. So I think I would like this because I did like toys, right? Like you said, like getting, uh, I mean, I wasn't into G.I. Joe, but the shit I did like. You know, and I also said in the unboxing video how much fun it was when I was at summer camp when my parents or a relative would send me a care package with like toys and candy and comics in it. The thrill of that. Uh, so I think I would like this at a certain age. I mean, certainly when I was Ryan's age, when I was, or younger, four, five, six. It's scary because that shit, like as I said before, that shit's bad for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I was as susceptible to easy solutions and, and easy comfort as much as any child. I was a stressed little kid because I was emotionally unsteady. What about you? I'm making, I'm drawing an arbitrary line in the sand because this kid is engaging in juvenilia. If we were to say Ryan's world is just unboxing, I think it'd be 90% true. But then there's also this video content of a lot of green screen shit of him and his mom and his dad actually acting out. Like you intimated the idea that they were showing you, which was more or less accurate, the um, geological import to tsunami causes, which is a very weird thing. I have to assume that that was a, yeah. a little bit of a sop to, to age. Exactly. It felt, 
Well, no, no. To Asian people, it felt like they're going, oh, shit, everyone says we're bad for kids. We need to do something educational. Read this Wikipedia article about tsunamis. We're going to make a video of it. Yeah, but the the tsunami doesn't affect anybody. It's highly unlikely the tsunami is ever going to reach the West Coast. It's more or less for kids in the Pacific Rim. That's all the tsunamis of the past 30 years have just been in far Asia. That, Regardless, whether it's targeted there or not, they did come up with something that seemed a little cynical, that they were doing almost what seemed like primers. Here's how you do this. This is what it might be like to pour, you know, four gallons of molten aluminum into a fish tank and watch it harden on a (laughs) slow motion camera, which there's a lot of that on YouTube. And don't get me wrong, I've watched it. Uh, That really sounds fun. You got to send me that link. link. But, But in particular, this was like watching a small boy, which and I would have said, oh, that's a baby. I'm not going to watch a baby play with baby toys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, you would have liked this when you were four or five. Maybe by the time you were Ryan's current age, you'd be over it. But that's time immemorial entertainment. Kids like stuff of older kids. Yeah. Seventeen magazine was never for 17-year-old girls. It was for 13-year-old Correct, girls. Correct, correct. I mean, but also the idea of watching this kid with his perma grin. I'm going to step outside the would you have liked it thing for just a minute to say that this is how you create another Justin Bieber. If you have a kid who grows up, I'm guessing, Noah, correct me if I'm wrong, based on a hunch, do you think this kid goes to school or do you think he's homeschooled? Oh, no, he goes to school. In fact, but people are saying, actually, like, it sounds like his parents have a good perspective, you know, like they film stuff when he's home and while he's at school, they work on the videos. So apparently he goes to school. Now, well, that, that, that's we'll reassuring. See, we'll see how long that lasts or God knows what will happen to this kid when he's a teenager. You know, if he'll still want to make videos or if he doesn't, what he's going to do with the $25 million and the ego that told him that he earned that money. Oh, yeah. It's not well, like, okay. oh, I got 25. My daddy has $25 million. I earned $25 million. Is he yeah. going to be a 14-year-old who thinks he's the most talented guy on earth? I think that this kid could turn out to be, again, this is not the what I have liked question. But part of watching a kid pretend or at least amplify what it's like to be eight is a little off-putting. And I don't know if I would have had the savviness to see, oh, that I'm being sold what somebody who thinks, you know, it's like when we were all those anti-drug uh, uh, cartoons and bumpers that were sold to us in like 1987 through 1988, 1989, where it just felt like they were patronizing. But that was us. That was our generation. You know, we had a, a little bit of an organ and apparatus to say we were being patronized. I don't know if the kids today do, but I definitely feel like watching him with his perma smile judge whether or not his mom's waffles were well made is somehow authentic <laughs> and but then how about this back in the day we as part of our generation were kind of admonished a little bit i'm going to say this boldly for acting like kids you talk about the 70s and 80s generation i think that maybe yeah. i'm speaking from my point of view in particular i think i think childishness wasn't really condoned or indulged it was it was like don't yeah. be that way because it's silly and it's yeah. ridiculous indulging yeah. it was not part yeah. of the equation now this could yeah. just be me having an envy thing of saying this kid gets to be some simpering version of all the versions of kids that i couldn't be i certainly didn't feel comfortable being as unbound i mean and you know you could say we all we understand that he is being encouraged no be more cute ryan and we also know his parents realize the more you're cute the more you are eight years yeah. old that means oh the my more god, mo- he's gonna be a psycho by the time he's 14. okay guys ryan's here tell me which one he likes better okay the emoji face or spidey I think the emoji face would look better if it didn't have sprinkles. <gasps> he didn't like my sprinkles? Okay, what about Spider-Man? 
Spider-Man looks good with the sprinkles. I think you know my answer, but what's your answer? Is the runaway wild success earning potential of Ryan's world, Ryan's toys reviews, is that a sign of the apocalypse? I think you mean welcomes to Ryan toy review. Um, oh, yes. Oh this this is kid how... is all. Oh my God! Thank God the children I know are like good kids. It would be, but this is how you get to the nebulous hell uh, of zero media literacy, the consumer devastation, the cynicism, and complete naivete. That it is like, how do you live in a yin yang of being so cynical and ironic, but also having complete naivete to the, to the message you're putting out? This, this is a strange, swirling, clockwise, bunghole drain of all this shit. <laughs> we, we just enumerated the case for this. We just, in the past, you know, 35, 40 minutes or whatever the fuck this is, we just been talking about how terrible that the employment of a kid, we didn't even get to the fact that you're, you're conscripting this kid. This is like, you're asking a small person to be your docent. He's like a psychopomp into hell, like the Grim Reaper. It's not, <laughs> it's not fair to him, but the rest of us know how terrible this is. Yes, you, you think it's apocalypse, no, but tell me, uh, tell, I mean, tell me if I'm, if I'm not getting to the actual grim. No, you're, a hundred, you're 100% right. Okay, I mean, right. there's several apocalyptic elements of this. You know, there's everything we talked about, the consumerism, but there's also a thing, and I've hit this so many times on this show, is just the death of expertise. No training involved. No no ability necessary. There has to be gatekeepers. Like, in a way, I don't really, especially as someone who, you know, I should speak, I, I spent years doing it, but I am a self-trained businessman. You know, I didn't intend to start a business, and I've learned it by doing. So, like, in one respect, I... I don't blame these people for violating FTC rules because they just kind of stumbled into this shit. How the fuck were they supposed to know? But this teaches us that when amateurs are paying millions of dollars to do something, that's when you have problems. Not just pro- not just bad entertainment, but actual problems. So this is the problem. Like when Ryan Kaji with no talent and no skill and no training and his parents, when these people become like celebrities and authorities all rules are out the window so when actual shit goes down e.g a pandemic e.g climate collapse you have you know clowns at the at the wheel and this is where shit goes wrong and this is where you have real problems and you can't paper over things as a matter of opinion this is the jonestown of expertise (laughs) this is the jonestown of expertise mommy how does tsunamis happen (gasps) good question Ryan. come on explain it to you let's go guys no, let me ask you something. If, if, if there was anything that was inspiring jealousy, could you describe what that might be? Is there any tinge of envy to this? Uh, oh, thank the, God. The There's a ton of, ton of envy to this. These people who do nothing. I mean, I guess they work on the videos, but these people with no talent or are considered stars and have people, you know, driving, you know, cement mixer trucks full of money to their houses. <laughs> like, of course I'm jealous of this shit. Putting them on TV for nothing. It's not fair, man. The death of expertise. I'm an expert in a very small thing, and I am frequently jealous that I do not feel treated as such. So I'm jealous of anyone who's treated as an expert who I think doesn't deserve the status. I am a raging ball of jealousy that walks this earth in the skin of a man. I Sometimes I feel the last few weeks of doing this, uh, the bunch of topics, I couldn't really plug in. On, on, on abstract terms, I could maybe about why I might be jealous. But 
I, I, I keep stumbling upon this concept that, the, like Markiplier, that these people wagered. I, you Maybe they did it up front. Maybe they did it on the back end. Maybe they saw the money come in and said, we can quit our job slash jobs. There is still this idea that I, as a traditionalist, assuming that a job is one thing, but your own shingle that earns a million dollars, millions of dollars, billions of views is, is something completely different. So that these people... And in particular, like I said, Lawan uh, Kaji, as they call themselves now, whatever it is, Guan, they, she saw the vision of this and bailed out of being a chem teacher in high school, the most quotidian of jobs. My chem teacher in high school. I, I, I don't know. If you go on to sell drugs and become the meth kingpin of <laughs> it's Albuquerque. A TV, it's a TV show. My chem teacher was... Oh, it is? I thought, I thought it was a documentary. Sorry. My, my chem teacher in high school was a 101-year-old crone who, who ate <laughs> bugs and, and, and candles, expended, spent candles... <laughs> and and she was not some some young Vietnamese descended uh, 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 scion who saw a hustle here. This is this is a completely different thing. That uh, it, it, the idea of looking at the universe dimensionally and seeing that it could offer something by if you take the wheel and just jerk it to the right, you can put your kid on camera. You can make waffles with whipped cream and somehow build this gigantic business, which will, and it's not even the money thing, you know, like no matter how well we do, it's not so much talking about, oh, they're more well off than we are because they live in some Houston suburb with three giant houses and real estate holdings, et cetera, et cetera, and the smugness that somebody has a lot of money had. It's the idea that they called the shot, you know, like Babe Ruth, they pointed their bat at the left you know the left field wall and said i'm gonna hit it there and nailed it it's like that's where the envy comes from especially for like i fucked around in video and said well i never said i was gonna make a living doing it but i wondered how far could i do this what is what could what could this brave future of no gatekeepers offer me and then i'm i I walk away with it the same thing you say no which is like jesus the world fucking needs gatekeepers give me back my gatekeepers it really does it really does i mean i'm sorry i know oh i want a president i can have a beer with no you do not you want a president (laughs) who is a thousand times smarter than you trust me you fucking do when there's no when anyone can make 25 million dollars jerking around on a camera expertise is dead and that's how pandemics get us because no one knows how to run the system no one would say this today and i feel like this is this is one of the sort of problems with the age we live in but the idea that something that could make millions of dollars isn't necessarily good yeah just because something makes millions of dollars does not make it a boon to society it doesn't make it good it is just something that makes a million dollars like you could yeah. make a million dollars fucking drilling into your grandmother's the ho- a hole in her head, you know, and 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 removing her brains <laughs> well, by the- what what is that? I want to see no, that I'm business saying, plan. That's not, that's not. But I'm saying if somebody told make you a million that, dollars drilling a hole into your grandmother, what are you selling stuff on eBay with this? What is what is your business plan here, man? <laughs> I don't know, but it's like, how, what is this business plan? How did that come about? Twenty years ago, it would have been inconceivable to to do you know how how will this happen making videos of my kid playing with toys youtube created a new world my anger is stoked enough at this point that i think i can transition to the final question that we have about this which is we we, we get to the felonian scale and if we lather and we rinse and we wash our hands for for 20 seconds while singing happy birthday twice in the topic of our show, we discuss. We discuss. I've, I've heard. I've heard the chorus for Africa by Toto singing that is a good, is a good thing for twenty seconds. Uh, you know what? I I came up today just because I'm a germaphobe. I said, "Sing all of Meatloaf's Paradise by the Dashboard Light." <laughs> 
including the baseball play-by-play in the middle. <laughs> Stop right there! That's when you switched hands. At the right. You, all, at that point, you switch hands. You do the right hand at that point. Yeah, I, I have a new trick. Uh, this is a little audacious, but I count to the number 20. I know that's hard for some <laughs> people, audacious. but that's what I do. But on the Felonian scale, Noah, where everyone, yeah. knows, it, everyone knows it at this point. Where where does uh, where does yeah. Ryan's world fall? Yeah, uh, all right. Felonian scale, Jimmy Fallon is absolute zero. Uh, you know, this is threatening Jimmy Fallon level. Uh, Ryan's world is unboxing to the power of Smosh, right? You understand? <laughs> you know, I'm a humanities student, so I'm trying to grapple with that, but I believe your math is right. The result is, you take unboxing to the power of Smosh. Smosh, for those who don't remember, was this talk about death of expertise, these these idiots just making videos that somehow people call comedy, even though they're not. It's like, you know, hanging out in the basement with your friends when you're 16, but somehow this gets considered professional comedy. You crunch the numbers on that. This might be lower than Jimmy Fallon. Because as much as I hate Jimmy Fallon, he's considerably more polished than this. He's not the ways he plums the depths of human. I wouldn't compare liking Jimmy Fallon to a drug. And I do for this. And also Jimmy Fallon is a name towards four-year-olds. And that is some sinister shit. I don't know if we want to call it the Ryan Worldian scale, rename it. Let's stick with the Felonian <laughs> scale. But, but this might be lower. I'm interested in maintaining a zero base because I think it's 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 rhetorical. Let's put it that way. Yes, but it's simply by the bottom. If the Shopkins played Coachella, because it's <laughs> <Nick>. <laughs> first of all, I, I it's you not do like you do Sh- enough drugs at Coachella, you will you, see the Shopkins. You will play. see that dress. Yeah. It's like I'm not even saying it's a band. I'm saying if you put these little tiny plastic knobs of purple, like the the muffin and the bagel and the fuck cup of coffee, on the stage and all these jerked out kids who are all wearing fringe cut uh, uh, denim shorts in California were just like completely looking at them like they were uh, a message from uh, from from Yahweh. This is this is the sort of thing. It's it is a mixture of hype. It's a mixture of devotion to a consumer thing and a worship of plastic at the same time. So, Bill, uh, I think we've put Ryan's world to rest, you know, until Ryan Kaji is elected president of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, that joke doesn't have the jokes like that don't have the bite that they used to considering where we are right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd take that. Sure. Why not? <laughs> at, least we, at least we'd have a person of color. I mean, or, or, uh, you know, a single drop of sweat just beaded on my forehead and fell down my cheek when you said that. <laughs> all right, uh, Bill. So uh, wrap us up, my friend. All right, everybody. Keep listening to this show for the good feelings, the bonhomie you get from the positive message we bring into your life every Monday morning. Find past episodes on Spotify. Yes, we are on Spotify now. Oh, we're on Spotify now? All right. We are, yeah, yeah. Uh, Apple awesome. Podcasts, which is, you know, I think where 98% of the world, the, the material-loving plastic world gets their podcast from. SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Give us a review. And uh, if you want to you lock horns with me, if you want to mix it up, with the big man, you want to you want to go toe to toe with me. I'm at William Scurry on Twitter, and my video content is on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash/AMCaesar. And Noah will tell you about himself and and the great wonderful multimedia offerings he's lending now, which is a, it's a great new change. Uh, yeah, we got some. Uh, well, I I hid. I think I mentioned it last week, but you know I'm all about the big quiz thing, bigquizthing.com. Corporate and private trivians nationwide, the finest in the business. But uh, yeah, this week we just launched, and Bill 
uh, you know, has been collaborating with me on this. Bill, I, you got to officially be part of the Big Quiz Thing team now. We're adding you to the new website because Bill's taken over uh, a lot of our production work, especially now that we have debuted the Big Quiz Thing's daily trivia dosage. Uh, the newest, finest, greatest trivia podcast in all the land. So every weekday, about a five-minute podcast starring me asking three primo trivia questions from the Big Quiz Things Trivia Vault and telling the stories behind the questions. We are one week down. Love it. Love uh, it. Love it. Listen. Answer. Uh, we have a winner for the first week. I will be sending oh. him his prize on Monday, his virtual prize. You will see. I haven't even told you about that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, you can get that on SoundCloud and iTunes. And uh, go to BigQuizThing.com for more details. So until Ryan Kaji gets the first inaugural Nobel Prize for gigantic gift-filled egg opening on camera, we don't get it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2020.